This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Uh, Jeannie, it's a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, Jason and I are pleased whenever we speak to entrepreneurs, and in particular, a serial entrepreneur. That's not something we we often get. There are some people who find a thing and then they stick with the thing, but uh, some people's appetites are a little greater than that. And uh, we can learn from serial entrepreneurs. And our favorite thing to ask when we're kicking things off, do you, Jeannie, come from a family of entrepreneurs? I don't. That's a really good question, though. Um, my father... Uh, tried to start a business when he was young. He owned a gas station and wasn't successful at that. And he said he would never want to own a business again. So I came from a background of, you know, that's what crazy people do. And um, and I have to be 100% transparent. I married into entrepreneurialism. I fell in love with an entrepreneur and we built many businesses together. So that's how I became an entrepreneur, but then um, couldn't stop once I got started. <laughs> yeah, that's that seems to be the truth about every entrepreneur. Once they learn how it works, they're like, wait a minute, you can do this? <laughs> I can dig that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So watching that happen as you were growing up, <clears throat> did it sort of did it make you hesitant at first when you approached entrepreneurship uh, and started seeing it unfold? Or was it right away you said, you know what, that was whatever was going on while I was growing up. But me, I know what I'm capable of. Because sometimes it's just the makeup of who you are as a person that just determines that. So I'm curious about that dynamic there. Yeah, that's um, Yeah. And I, growing up, I thought entrepreneurialism was for other people, not just because of my dad's experience, but just it wasn't in my in the people around me i grew up in a blue collar family and you would get a job and stay with a company for a very long time and 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 that's what i thought i was growing into was that life and when i met my husband um he completely opened my mind to the possibility of we can create whatever future we want for ourselves whatever we decide to pour into it that's that's the result that we will get out of it and uh, it it really opened my mind to things that I never thought were possible for me. Uh, so that was a real gift. Um, my husband tells the story all the time of he actually hired me. That's how I met my husband. And he often will tell the story of when he interviewed me, I told him I wanted to be a secretary someday. And he laughed out loud. He didn't even know me. And he laughed at me he, because he said he knew right then I had more potential than that. But I, I had I had a limit. I definitely had a lid on my life growing up. And I needed someone to tell me that I didn't need that lid anymore. But once that lid came off, I couldn't wait to take on the next opportunity and the next opportunity. So that started when I was very young. So I've been in, in the entrepreneurial world 
all of my adult life, pretty much. Wow. Okay. That's big. That really is big because uh, I've after 2000 conversations, if there's one pattern that has always emerged, it's somewhere. It's always been that the entrepreneurs have said the best business decision they ever made was the partner that they chose, right? Mm-hmm. Because it makes a big difference if they can understand the context with which you see the world through. And having seen that where you were mentally only to have a conversation and have it sort of remove the veil, if you will. And then for you to go, oh, I know exactly what I can do with this. What a, what, I think the word is kismet, you know, it's just what a, what a way to meet and have your full potential uh, released. It's just one of those things where you never know why you meet the people that you meet and why they're close to you. And it's part of how Jason and I came across each other as well. There's just something that happens that, and it only happens, I think, at the rate and number of times that it does in entrepreneurship. Like there's just something about that freedom and how you come across others who are also looking for that freedom and what that creates in terms of impact, uh, abundance. I can go on listing all the mm-hmm. great things that come from it as a consequence of that. So I think it's really fascinating. So this is perfect. Now we can transition into, if I, if I have this correctly, uh, there's two companies that we can look at, but one of them is Genie Cleaning right now. I can, I can assume a number of things of what that means, but I'd like to know more about like, is this sort of a cleaning services company? It is. Yeah. We're a okay. home services business. Um, so I met my husband in the restaurant industry. We did that together for 25 years and we basically retired out of the restaurant business and Genie Cleaning is our retirement business for lack of a better term. And, uh, but it has become so much more than that. It is a residential cleaning business, but we really don't focus on what we do. We focus on the impact that what we do for people, how it in fact affects their lives. Um, and so, yes, we are a cleaning business. You know, when I first got started in, uh, in trying to step into the world of entrepreneurship, I was only looking at tech, you know, and, and, oh, that's all I want to do. But the more time I spend in business around business owners, the more I realize how much opportunity and how much impact I left on the table by only thinking about tech. And it's, it's, it's coming, it comes with age, with maturity in the business. You start to realize how much, how much incredible opportunity is out there in, in businesses like that and the kind of impact you can have directly on people. So I think it's really cool that that's your retirement business. It's like, it's one of the businesses we have. We decided we're going to do, you know, like some people, that would be the only thing they'd focus on. But again, this is the mindset and the attitude of a serial entrepreneur, one that understands that it can be done over and over and over again. And it's very on purpose. So was there anything specifically that made you want to go in that direction that turns out wasn't what ended up keeping you in that business? Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. So coming out of the restaurant business, you know, that's a certain kind of crazy people who (laughs) are in the restaurant business and then people who stay in the restaurant business for a couple of decades. Uh, But the thing about the restaurant business is it's really 24 seven. You're on all the time. And we, one of the things that I have learned in my life as an entrepreneur is your freedom depends on the team that you build. So if you're going to have any kind of time freedom, you have to have a great team. And fortunately, that's something we've always been able to do is build a great team. But still, you're still on 24-7 in the restaurant business. So we were drawn to 
the residential cleaning industry because it is Monday through Friday, nine to five. For lack of a better term, it's banker's hours, you know? Uh, <laughs> and we had never had jobs like that, at least not in over 25 years. So to have a business that was just running Monday through Friday, that was our initial draw. Plus, we also knew it's kind of a subscription service. It's something that people sign up for and they receive that service over and over again on a schedule. Uh, so there's less selling involved. We're not selling to for every single sale. Um, we, we create relationships with clients who are with us over a long period of time, uh, which is a lot different than the restaurant industry. Also, you know, in the restaurant industry, you're, you're hustling for every single dollar where this, this was more of a, not passive income, but more like a passive income business. I love it. I love it. Before we go any further with the narrative, I want to check in with Jason on some of his thoughts as another serial entrepreneur who keeps it simple and just does business the way business needs to be done in a very similar spirit to what you're doing. I'd love to just hear his reflections on some of the reasons why you chose that to be the industry. Yeah, it's like like stories like these where, you know, you didn't grow up in that. I mean, I grew up in it. So, uh, my, my father was a farmer and, and my mom owned a bunch of different stores in town. She went through the whole, uh, VHS CD, you know, that business, um, and, and then clothing stores and restaurants and all these different things growing up as a kid. So I experienced that whole thing as a kid and, for me, it got in my blood, right? So it was kind of the opposite for you. And it, you know, it, it not to like look back, but it'd be interesting if you hadn't have met who you met because you were so discouraged from that as a kid, where that would have took you, you know, in life. But everything happens for a reason, of course. But, but uh, it's always interesting that I think everybody has entrepreneurial spirit. It's just whether it gets unlocked or not. Right. Cause when you think about it, if you go back to the beginning of the human race, we were all entrepreneurs. We were out clubbing stuff for food. Right? <laughs> everybody was an entrepreneur. You had to survive on your own. There was no grocery store. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we all had so. to be producers. Yeah. yeah all right. had to be producers. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, everybody had to produce for their their family, so on and so forth. And you know, the big box store was T-Rex. <laughs> Come eat you up. <laughs> yeah, man. So so you know, I think everybody has the spirit. It's whether you decide to ever find it and unlock it because as human beings, we were, we're foragers. Now we're just lazy. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and, you know, and there are those of us who see that, that we're, you know, we're solving that problem for other people. Mm, they want to stay yeah. home and, you know, or they want to do other things. And, and so finding the ways to give people that lifestyle that they're looking for solving that problem for them. That's a great opportunity. You know, like what you were talking about, Philip, you know, there are lots of problems we can solve for people, not uh, just tech problems. I, yes, yes. I, and I love that the vantage point you looked at through is lifestyle because at the end of the day, 
this whether you're in the services or product business, it, it's all tied to some kind of lifestyle, right? How someone wants to feel about the way they move about the world. If someone's looking for marketing and 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 branding and looking for fame, if you will, right? That that's that's a lifestyle. Someone wants to be famous. So they walk around and be known, right? If someone's looking to to reach a certain monetary number that in itself uh, while it does bring some fame really it's it's more of like a internal uh, they need to satiate this uh, now i'm enough kind of thing potentially right and, and you know i might be projecting but you know there there are things that people are looking to solve internally and all of them are tied to a lifestyle so i love that you brought that up one thing i've been i've been wanting to ask ever since uh, the way we've had a couple of conversations that have been pretty interesting and it's inspired me to ask a, another question as sort of like an official stand in and that is how do you define entrepreneurship when someone says the word entrepreneur to you because there's business owner you know there's freelancers there's investors when someone says entrepreneur to you what are the requirements for that label to actually fit? Well, yeah. So a lot of people get into business and basically what they're doing is they're replacing a job, right? And I don't really consider that entrepreneurship. You know, that's there. A lot of people just create a new job for themselves. I think entrepreneurs are people who create something bigger than themselves, and um, and they create something completely new that wasn't there before. And and then that thing kind of takes on a life of its own. Uh, so entrepreneurs are creators. Um, of course, we come in all different personality types and things like that. But we are people with a vision and we make that vision happen. And, um, you know, I get inspired when I hang out with them because with other entrepreneurs, because I just love the variety of uh, creativity and vision that's out there in the world. It gives us so much um, diversity when it comes to business. Have you ever given thought to the idea of retiring? Uh, like, like, look, officially, like even now, even though you had a business, we'll see your retirement, all it did was lead to more business. So I know that didn't work out, but do you ever, what do you do when you start giving serious thought to retirement? Is it usually in a good place or in a bad place? I've asked that myself, that question many times, because everyone around me is retiring right now at the age that I'm at, uh, all of my closest friends, all of my family are in retirement mode. And I don't see myself retiring. Yeah, I, I suspected it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love what I do and it's what I do for fun. Uh, I, I get such joy out of creating and working with people uh, and building new things that I, I just can't see myself completely stopping at some point. Uh, of course, we all want more time freedom. And that's one thing that entrepreneurs can achieve if they have their systems and their team in place. And definitely I want that someday, but yeah, I don't think I'll ever, <laughs> ever completely retire. And I think for me, I would, that would, that's kind of like put, that's the end of me. You know, if I stop creating, um, I would lose my zest for life. I think that, that it, Living and creating go together for me. Yeah, I, I will say I've tried and it didn't <laughs> it didn't work out at least four times. So really, so you just 
Like, I swear I'm going to retire. What's an example of trying and then getting? <laughs> well, I tried to go fishing a bunch. That didn't work out. Um, <laughs> you know, I've tried putting people in place to to uh, like take over the companies and then exit them because I've exited quite a few companies and and sold them. To where then I didn't I didn't have I didn't have that dopamine hit every day. Right? <laughs> right? And then it's like, hmm, okay, I gotta do something, start something else now. Right. Let me start a magazine or <laughs> do something, right? I mean, whatever. <laughs> start a magazine, no big deal. But it's a really important point, you know, it's that that reward uh mm-hmm. piece that drives us and you know, we, we, it feels good. So we want to do it again yeah. and we want to do it again. Um, yeah. So I, I, I probably would have that very similar experience for sure. Yeah. Jason. What I love about this conversation is that it ties in something I saw last night. I was watching sort of, and you know, he's pretty controversial right now for many reasons, but Elon was speaking with Ron Barron about sort of the state of some of his companies. And one of the things he's, somebody had asked him like, you know, uh, how do you say encourage to start it to to keep a company running and or start one? And he was like, "Well, if if you need encouragement to start a company, you probably shouldn't start one." And what I'm what I'm seeing in what both of you are saying, uh, and this is a really interesting observation, is you would much rather launch a company than sit back and watch a Netflix series. Like that much is for certain. You would literally rather do anything other than that that's related to business. Like you would much rather be involved in some capacity in running or starting or creating something than sitting there watching a series. It's not to say you're above watching a series. It's just if you had to pick and choose. Yeah, I'm going to go start something. (laughs) I would rather shove needles in my than watch Netflix. (laughs) And that's an important distinction, right? Because Netflix is supposed to be a lot like social media, some kind of dopamine mechanism, right? Somewhere where we can get off on the idea of like, this is how you live, baby. And yet for both, for the two of you, you're like, no, 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 no. I want to be out there moving, shaking, you know, closing deals, Mm. creating impact. Literally, I couldn't care what's happening in Game of Thrones. Are you kidding me? You know, (laughs) I I probably have never, ever watched an episode. (laughs) And again, it's not that you're above it. It's just where you get your sense of fulfillment is Mm -hmm. absolutely bottom. And I think that's the most important thing because I've had we've had. Many conversations that not only have I had 2000, you know, with, with different entrepreneurs, VCs, uh, business owners, but I've also ingested a lot of uh, consume, consumed a lot of podcasts and they always miss highlighting such an important point of what really makes an entrepreneur. Cause at the end of the day, this show's mission is not only to help other entrepreneurs, whether they're senior or, or, or just starting out, avoid the, you know, the arrows in the back, as Jason likes to say, you know, avoid mistakes, gain benefit from the experience. But also, I think one of the greatest missions we could do is help people determine whether or not this is what they want, if this is for them, right? And if you would much rather watch Netflix, like truly at the bottom of your heart, as opposed to going in there and starting something and working it out and thinking it through, then that's who you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because there's plenty to do in the world and there are plenty of people who want to do it just like you, Jeannie, and you, mm-hmm. Jason, who are yeah. gung-ho, wake up in the morning and go, all right, well, 
I've got enough time to start another thing or close off something I was working on yesterday before I get my day started. And not many people think that way. The people who think about Netflix are like, God, I got to get up again today. I would much rather watch Netflix. And like yeah, said, and that's, our, that's our benefit, right? Right. It is. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm glad there are people that, you know, it, it takes all kinds of people to make the world go around. If we were all entrepreneurs, it would be a war room. We would be killing each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Ooh. The world can't support us all to be entrepreneurs. However, I have talked to many entrepreneurs who catch themselves getting pulled into doing things that are unproductive, like too much television time, too much social media time. Um, you know because they're overwhelmed by their business and they're maybe a little afraid of taking a risk. They've got some fear going on. So it's just easier to hide from that and spend time doing things that are not productive to their business. And then they don't understand why their business isn't moving forward. And a lot of times it is just, how are you spending your time? How are you starting and ending your day? It makes such a big difference. And and I think we all sometimes get caught in that. We might get a little down about something that's happened. And we pull away from our business and we kind of need somebody to wake us up and say, hey, turn your eyes away from the screen, focus on your business, and it'll bring back those rewards because whatever you put into your business comes back to you. You know, you have to pour into it. So I have seen entrepreneurs get caught in that, the Netflix vortex or the entertainment (laughs) vortex. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's because they're, they don't want to deal with a challenge or they're afraid of the next risk that they have to take. And it's just easier, you know? See, this is great because this highlights sort of, I imagine it's just a taste of what your consulting work is like outside of the other things that you do, getting involved with people and helping them see like, Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with it. Everybody falls off, but are you going to get back on? Right. Yeah. That's, that's the question. Cause the problem isn't going to go away (laughs) if you don't do anything about it. (laughs) Lord knows I have to hear that on a regular basis. Uh, no, it's truly, it's truly fascinating that you brought that up. And for me, that's an indication of just the way that you think and the way that you operate and why it is that you're an entrepreneur, because you have the self-awareness to see that. Um, so for me, I think one of the, one of the greatest things that we could leave behind is something like that. But if you had to rephrase it and say, bottom line, this is what you need to know. If you're either thinking about going into entrepreneurship or are facing an obstacle and might be in a vortex, right? What is that thing that you tell yourself or tell a client? Just a brief of it, because obviously there's not not time for a whole consulting session and it's too general. But if there was a fundamental principle that you think can make things work, the key, if you will, to the ignition, what would you say that is? Well, it's kind of two things. It's hard to do one thing, but it's knowing where you want to go and then moving in that direction. But the hardest thing is the first thing that you do. It's like putting on your gym shoes before you go to the gym. You know, you have to do that one thing to do the next thing. And so I often will tell other entrepreneurs who are stuck is to look at where you want to go. And then what is that first small step that you have to take in that direction? And that's where the momentum begins so that you can start to grow your business. And most people just struggle with that first step. Like, I don't know what to do next. Well, do one thing, just one thing, one small thing that moves you in that direction. And then they start to create momentum. So I encourage people to kind of, it's like a a map. 
You wouldn't go somewhere unless you knew where you wanted to go. You need a map to know what direction to head in. And a lot of people just say, well, I want to start a business. That's well, why? What, you know, what is that going to do for you? And having that, I know definitively where I want to go and then doing that one thing that moves you in that direction. And I think that sets entrepreneurs apart, don't you, Jason, that it's the action taking piece. A lot of people mm-hmm. can talk about, I'm going to have a business someday. I want to have this business someday <laughs> or whatever. But it's, I think that's another thing that sets entrepreneurs apart is that they're action takers. Mm-hmm. It's the do that or get off the pot, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it, it really is. You, you either, you're either going to do it or you're not. I mean, <laughs> And, and I'm just the all in kind of person. Right. So if I go, I get an idea and it's like, I got this idea. So you got two choices. You just kind of kick it around and you're going to get nowhere or you just go all in full bore nonstop. And if it fails, you learned a lesson, right? So, uh, because inevitably, you know, I've probably had eight failures and in a row before, <laughs> so, <right? laughs> but that's just part of it. It's, it's, it's not, there's no secret to it. It's just a part of it. And, and if you can't, if that's not something you can compartmentalize and handle in your brain, well, then it's not for you. And it's yeah. like, you, it's like you said, you know, it'd be a, you'd have a bunch of T-Rexes running around in the world if everybody was an entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. The the best example I've always pointed out to people who who sit around and wait and that kind of thing, wax poetic about entrepreneurship. And then they go and get a job and go, I'm smarter than my boss. Like, well, what is what's going on? It's like, well, number one, yeah, you're smarter because otherwise you wouldn't be there. Who wants to hire someone that isn't better than them, right? Like that's rule number one. And if you're feeling underpaid, well, since when was it ever good business to overpay? You know, I mean, you could be fair, but you're not going to overpay unless they're truly bringing value. And then if they are, it's not overpaying, right? So it's funny how that that thing gets lost in the sauce for a lot of people who end up staying as employees and only waxing poetic about one day having a business. And it's it's as simple as you don't have to be that smart to take action but you do have to be quick on your feet to make appropriate actions when necessary. And that's the difference. And that's the intuition and the instinct of a real hunter, a real, a a, a real one. And so I think that's, that's one of the biggest things we can, we can uh, outline here on this conversation before I give uh, the red carpet to you. I just want to take a a quick shout out to uh, one of our supporters, for this episode in particular that made it possible. And uh, in our community, we have a company by the name of Scale with Social Selling run by Terry F., uh, Terry Foster, I believe. And if you've ever looked at your sales calendar and thought, and you know, this is for particular people who live by their calendar and have all these prospects and they're like, wow, my calendar's booked only to find every single call with somebody who didn't even belong on your calendar in the first place. Well, Scale with Social Selling has developed a program and a method to make sure that whatever does land on your calendar is actually supposed to be there as opposed to just having a full calendar, which ties back to sort of the action steps that we were talking about in this episode, right? This is appropriate action, filling your calendar in the right way, and they can do that for you. So go ahead and go to try.scalewithsocialsellingsystem.com. Let them know that the war room sent you and they'll take care of you. 
Uh, with that, in fact, they, they'll give you a 20% discount if you tell them the word we're saying. Yeah. So with that said, <laughs> coming back, Jeannie, if people wanted to get a hold of you and wanted to get in touch with you, not only to learn more about you and follow you, but maybe even get some consulting from you, where would you have them go? Uh, yeah, so uh, I do have a new website. It's JeannieHenderson.com. And that's Jeannie spelled like I dream of Jeannie. And uh, and uh, they can definitely reach me there or check uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, and you can check out my residential cleaning business. Uh, and that's JeannieCleaning.com. Uh, but yeah, I would love to connect with anyone who's looking for some help. Uh, getting, I love to help startup businesses. That's one of my favorite things to do. So I would love to connect. Right on. Now the grand finale, uh, what we talked about earlier before we hit record, if you could have invited anybody, your pick of the litter in time to be here today to talk about the things that we covered, uh, whether the nature of entrepreneurship as a whole, who do you wish was here and why them? You know, I love to talk with young people. Um, So I would... First off, I would have liked the young me to hear me talk because <laughs> I would not have believed that this is the life I would have led. Um, and I feel incredibly blessed. So I would like the young me. But um, I would like my grandchildren uh, to hear this because I do believe generationally things get lost. Uh, you know, we are known by our children, you know, and um and we're known by our grandchildren, but our great grandchildren just kind of remember us. And then by the next generation, our name is gone. Like nobody knows us. And so I would like my my grandchildren, my great grandchildren to hear this and be inspired that they can be anything that they want to be. No matter how they start their life, we are all in control of the direction that we head in. Nobody's going to forget now because this will be on the web forever. (laughs) Yeah, I will be on the interweb forever. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Good or bad, right? (laughs) Yeah, good or bad. But a a delightful time for sure. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it's tradition around here for Jason to close us out. So I'm going to let him do that. But it really has been a pleasure. And I appreciate you coming from the heart uh, for this conversation. Thank you. Yeah, thank Thanks for, thanks for being here. I always say, you know, we all have the same 168 hours. You took 33 here with us today um, on a Friday out of your, out of your business day. And uh, we appreciate you doing that and sharing some knowledge with our audience. Bye Jeannie. Thank Thank you. you. Cheers. 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 Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.